What's new in Clifton Park? This is Talk of the Town on Magic 590 and 100.5. Also heard in the Glens Falls Lake George region on 1410 and 96.9. I'm Bob Cudmore. Our guest is Phil Barrett, the Clifton Park Town Supervisor. A Republican, Phil Barrett's been in office over 20 years, the longest tenured town supervisor in Clifton Park history. Clifton Park is a town in southern Saratoga County. Let me start off with a a county issue. I saw some media coverage of this, quoting you, uh, large towns versus small towns might be the headline. Uh, There are both in uh, Saratoga County, both small towns and populations and relatively large towns like uh, Clifton Park and Saratoga County governed by a board of supervisors. The new chairman of the supervisors, who represents one of the small towns, the town today, appointed committee chairs recently. And is it so that almost all the chair people are from smaller towns? Does that concern you? Yeah, that, that was a concern, Bob, and uh, great to be with you. Um, there are uh, the seven largest towns comprise eight supervisors in total, and not, none of the eight supervisors were appointed to chairmanships of the 13 standing committees uh, of the Board of Supervisors. So it, it, was, um, it was obvious, it was blatant, and I, I think completely unnecessary. You know, I, I think part of the issue is that we have several towns in the county they really haven't changed much in the last 40 or 50 years. Mm-hmm. Their, their culture, their politics, their, uh, their population, not, nothing's really changed too much. And then we have other municipalities where things have changed quite a bit. Yes. Um, in Clifton Park, we went from um, a population of 4,500 people in 1960, and by 1976, we had 20, twice as many kids attending Shen as we did population just a decade and a half earlier. So that, that, that tells you just the changes that happened in the 60s and 70s, and certainly more since that time. And other, other towns as well, Half Moon, Wilton, Malta, and others. So although I believe we agree across the board on most things, I think we all want the same things for Saratoga County. We want it to be successful. And in general, we agree on ideology. And if we allow petty little differences to begin to create a schism between the large municipalities and the small municipalities, that'll be a bad thing for Saratoga County in the near term and negatively affect all of us uh, in the long term. Mm. So uh, I'm sure cooler heads will prevail and we'll be able to come together. And uh, there'll, there'll always be disagreements, of course, on policy. But, you know, to have, um, you know, petty differences like this play out in such a public way, I think is a big mistake. The uh, decision, though, of the chairman, President Allen, I believe is his name, will, is, will stand, or is he changing uh, the, the appointments? Uh, no, no. The uh, the chairman has full discretion on who he appoints to the standing committees, Veterans Committee, Public Works, Public Safety, as I mentioned, there's 13 and all. Uh, but there's other appointments that he does not control. He can make uh, recommendations, which he did, 
in in the reorganizational meeting in January, he made recommendations to uh, uh, appointments to, uh, for instance, the Saratoga County Partnership, which has been in the news quite a bit, the Saratoga County Water Authority. Uh, those appointments that he put forward were overturned on the floor by a majority of the Board of Supervisors. So we've seen this, you know, back and forth. Like I said, I, I hope that in the future we can get this behind us and come together um, and, and get past these petty differences because um, it's an increasingly challenging environment for every municipality in New York State. And the, 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 the margin for error that we all operate under is becoming smaller and smaller. Hmm. Well, let's move on to some issues. Uh, bail reform opposition. Uh, what's your opinion of the, the state's bail reform? This uh, came up, I believe, did, did it come up before your town board? Well, speaking of challenges and uh, reducing the margin of error, uh, it is uh, new legislation and laws put in place, such as bail reform, that is uh, that is forcing that upon all New Yorkers. And uh, it's... it's uh, it's very concerning when you look at the the list of offenses that would only would only generate an appearance ticket. It's extremely scary uh, to New Yorkers in general. Uh, but you've seen bipartisan um, recognition across New York State, Republicans, Democrats, all saying that this law needs to be changed and what's occurring is bad for our state uh... it's purposeful it's a nationwide movement and you've seen it in other areas of the country so the 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 legislation that was approved was not a mistake you know i hear people saying that well gee how could they possibly have known this was going to happen or gee they must have uh... missed a few things they didn't miss anything i mean this is uh... this is a, a a movement that is sweeping the country in certain areas. And it was purposeful and absolutely done for a reason. Um, we just, but many of us just think it's bad policy. You had uh, uh, one of the voices in the legislature very critical of bail reform, uh, Senator Jim Tedisco, to the town board on a specific issue involving the changes in the law that he said is needed to uh, protect the privacy and safety of emergency first responders. What's the story there? Well, Jim Tedisco has been a leader on this issue, as he is on many issues, and we're very fortunate to have uh, Jim Tedisco as our senator here in Clifton Park. Uh, but he's he's also put forth legislation on a bipartisan basis uh, for for changes to the bail reform laws. Uh, I just saw there was uh, a Democrat, another Democrat that put forward her own legislation recently. So again, this, this is a bipartisan issue and, and general critique of the laws that were passed. Uh, but um, as far as what we discussed at a town board meeting recently, uh, we discussed bail reform concerns overall. But we also talked about one specific issue, and that is, if you're a first responder, well, a lot of times, <laughs> who's first to a scene mm-hmm. uh, that is a crime or could be a criminal uh, criminal scene? Um, 
it's a first responder. So if it is a situation where that first responder becomes involved in the prosecution of somebody uh, for a criminal offense, their personal information can be made available to the opposing um, the, the opposing folks in the case, and there's a lot of concern around that. So uh, Senator Tedisco has put forward legislation that would uh, protect our first response first responders. Interestingly, the legislation exempts police officers, but not EMS and firefighters. Mm-hmm. So the legislation would basically say firefighters and EMS would get the same protections as police officers. Let me uh, go to a kind of a, a local, something completely different. I just saw a media account of a course that uh, Clifton Parks is going to offer, or like informational programs uh, on organic lawn care. I mean, there are a lot of lawns in Clifton Park, um, and you in the springtime is maybe especially you see all these chemical trucks going through the uh, the uh, the neighborhoods. Uh, it, it, this course is to is to do what? What's the the point of the course? Well, you're right. There, there are there are a fair amount of lawns in Clifton Park, so therefore, it is places like Clifton Park that can make the biggest impact. And we've heard from, you know, many residents uh, interested in uh, uh, new forms of lawn care, where they can still have a nice green lawn, but uh, maybe use a different uh, type of uh, treatment, uh, and. As part of that, we were able to partner with the Northeast Organic Farming Association. They'll be presenting a free four-day professional training course about organic lawn, uh, lawn and land care. And that'll take place from February 24th to the 27th at the, uh, at the Clifton Park Half Moon Library on Moe Road. So if you go to cliftonpark.org, you can sign up. It is free. And it's just an opportunity for us to offer an educational opportunity to property managers, lawn care professionals, and their employees, uh, and municipalities. Uh, you know, th- this is not this is a public entity as well as private entities. Obviously, uh, care for their land and lawns uh, and grass areas. So it's important that uh, everybody uh, that has an opportunity to attend and has interest. Um, can now learn mm-hmm. more about how to uh, incorporate different treatments into their uh, in, into their annual uh, lawn lawn and land care uh, system. So that's that's what this is all about. So we expect there to be uh, a large crowd. Again, it is free. So okay. if you're if you're a lawn care professional, property manager, municipality private business, you're all welcome. This is Magic 590's Talk of the Town. I'm Bob Cudmore. Our guest is Clifton Park Town Supervisor Phil Barrett. Want to uh, talk, we, we said before, there are a lot of lawns in uh, Clifton Park, also a lot of vehicles. And this next uh, topic has to do with uh, getting from here to there in your vehicle. Uh, it's uh, all about Sitterly Road. Sitterly Road on the border between Clifton Park and Half Moon has been a difficult route to travel by car. What's What are the problems there, and what is now going to be done about it? Well, we're undertaking a large project there. We just finished a project in partnership with DOT, 
at the at the intersection of Route 146A, 146, and Vischer Ferry Road, a new roundabout, which has uh, uh, done wonders to uh, increase uh, uh, the, the traffic flow in this area of town. But uh, Siddeley Road, uh, we're going to expand and improve the intersections at Siddeley and Wooden Road, as well as Siddeley and Crossings Boulevard. Uh, there, there will be uh, two new interactive uh, traffic lights installed, and the uh, the sidewalk that now ends at the NYOH building uh, will continue uh, down Siddeley towards Twin Lakes Apartments, which is in the town of Half Moon. So uh, th- it'll be a, a, a wonderful improvement to uh, traffic flow. Uh, in that area of town. It's a joint project with the town of Half Moon. It's grant-funded, and uh, we're pleased that it will, uh, th- that construction will occur in 2020. And is, it will be limited to 2020, or how long? Because when the construction's going on, there will be disruptions, right? Oh, yeah. Any construction project, uh, at least in the near term, is a pain in the neck. There's no doubt about it. But uh, just as we've seen with the many other projects we've undertaken, uh, the short-term pain, well, it's worth the long-term gain, and that's, uh, that's what we'll see here as well. And there's another area where there's going to be some of that short-term pain, and one hopes long-term gain, uh, the Ashdown Road Railroad Bridge. Is this going to be re- rebuilt? This is a big commuter road? Yeah, the bridge needs to be replaced. Uh, on Ashdown Road, and uh, so that that pro- that project will also take place in 2020. Right now, the estimated timeline is somewhere in the towards the end of June. The road will be closed, and it'll be closed for about four months. So that will uh, affect uh, traffic flow in that immediate area. But obviously, uh, it's important that the bridge be replaced as opposed to the alternative. So people will have to seek alternate routes, at least temporarily. Yes, correct. We're talking with Phil Barrett, the Clifton Park Town Supervisor. I saw on Facebook that you expressed some opinions on another big change that's coming to the state of New York. It's supposed to be March 1st. Uh, Regulations banning use of plastic bags at supermarkets and other retail locations. What, What are your concerns about this? Well, I, I've read a lot of studies over the past uh, couple of years, um, and uh, many of them show that uh, plastic bags, uh, when compared to other bags, um, are, are actually a greener solution. Uh, but uh, but that that's the boogeyman of the day, plastic bags. It's a great way for groups to raise money. It's, uh, it's a great uh, opportunity for lobbyists to... Uh, get paid to lobby government, and then of course uh, the 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 uh, bags are banned. So, um, uh, and and that's the choice that's been made. The one uh, question for counties is: the counties can implement a five cent fee mm-hmm. uh, on each paper or uh, on each paper bag. Uh, that's a choice that the counties have. My opinion in that case was that I thought that was bad policy, just another tax on uh, another regressive tax on New Yorkers and completely unnecessary. So 
So, uh, you know, it's, it's good to be educated on these uh, issues as they come to the forefront. And like I said, there's a lot of studies out there with a lot of good information. And I would uh, point people toward those studies to, to learn more about this whole subject. Now, uh, you mentioned tax uh, in connection with the paper bag fee. Um, Clifton Park, uh, I guess you would say, proudly has no town property tax. But you do have a an emergency medical service fee, correct? Is that how you... And that's yeah, we've with, had an EMS tax, which is uh, a joint tax with the town of Half Moon. It's been in place for decades. Um we uh, have been able to attract over $200 million in new health care investment as part of our uh, uh, economic development efforts to not only redevelop properties that were tired or, or, or empty um, and, uh, and, and bring them to life again, but also to make sure that our economy is diversified. So that, uh, uh, coupled with other uh, important management steps, uh, our EMS tax is the same as it was 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our highway tax is less than what it was 20 years ago. Uh, We don't have a a town tax. So when you you look at that record on taxes, I think that's extremely rare in New York or anywhere else. And... uh, and during this time, a lot of this time, uh, per the U.S. Census, the U.S. Census puts out estimates on population on a routine basis. Uh, their latest estimate had Clifton Park population between 2010 and 2018 mm-hmm. dropping by 231 people. Uh, so, um, so our population has not been growing but what we're growing is value. We're, we're increasing our, our commercial tax base through redevelopment opportunities and diversifying our economy, and that has been our focus. And so you've seen the town's total market value cross the $5 billion mark, but our population has not been increasing. Mm-hmm. And so and the tax is... Which, by the way, is a great trend. Uh, for future, when assessing what your taxes might be in the future and trends, mm-hmm. uh, that's a great trend for the town. And so the the tax or these fees or taxes are are levied you know, based on the property value. Is that so? Well, well, the yeah, yeah. Are you talking about the EMS tax? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure, sure. It's the same as any other uh, townwide tax would be. That's correct. And let me ask you um, about preserving farmland before we wrap it up. Clifton Park recently took a step forward uh, to permanently preserve Maple Hill Farm on a- on Ashdown Road. We talked about that earlier on Ashdown Road. Uh, they have a maple syrup operation. I believe they raise cattle. Um, it's the fourth uh, town, fourth farm in town. Uh, that you've worked to preserve? How does this work? Yeah, in that case, uh, we, we've used different uh, uh, formulas in each case, in each farm that's been uh, permanently protected. Uh, this farm is uh, high profile. It's uh, right on the corner of Ashdown Road and 146A. Uh, beautiful scenic property. And in this case, it was uh, the, most of the funds came from a uh, state grant. 
So we're, we're applying those funds along with uh, small investments from the town and county to make this uh, project uh, uh, make this project happen. So we're very excited about that. You know, we've also seen uh, uh, solar farms uh, that that have been uh, that are or have been constructed on farmland in town. We have four large scale solar uh, solar farms, and uh, you know. Being a farmer was difficult enough as it was. With new uh, regulations from New York State in the last year or so, it's become that much more difficult. What is flowing wildly is money for green energy, and that's your money. That's public money that's being used to heavily subsidize each and every solar project that there is. There isn't a green energy project that can stand on its own. It has to be subsidized substantially, and that's your public money being used. And uh, But that money is flowing freely. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost like it's free in, in New York State. So New York State is certainly open for business when it comes to green energy. You've been listening to Talk of the Town on Magic 590 and 100.5. Also heard in the Glens Falls Lake George region on 1410 and 96.9, I'm Bob Cutmore. Our guest was Phil Barrett, Clifton Park Town Supervisor. This program will be available as a podcast on albanymagic.com and bobcudmore.com.